All right, we got a hybrid. Hey, listen, what do you want me to tell you? They, you know, it's not just up to me. I got to track somebody down for these Thursday conversations. And not always do people want to jump on the phone and give me a half hour, 45 minutes. Now, you know what? Did I, did I uncover every stone? Did I turn over every rock looking for somebody? Could I have maybe just reached out to be? Could I have done that stuff? Maybe, possibly, yeah. But you know what? For whatever reason, that's not the way it went. But what we're going to do now is a little bit of a cornucopia, a little bit of everything. It's going to be a wake-up show plus a Thursday conversation with myself. we got to do these every once in a while because we got to get the, the cones to know what it's like to be a mega cone. we got to let them behind the curtain here and there so as to know, hey, if I'm going to shell out $8 every month, what am I shelling out that $8 for? This is it. Now, this uh, this kind of plays like a early part of it plays like a wake up show. Second part of it plays like a regular show without the emails. Still only got a couple emails. Need some more emails. By the way, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let me know. We talk a lot about Carnival in this one and about all the takeaways. And I don't mean takeaways as far as learning something. I mean takeaways as far as they're taking stuff away from us. Now, did I go, listen, I'm not trying to come down on them too hard because a lot of it does make sense. My whole point of the whole thing is that it's a lot at once. It's a lot at once and it's a bad look from a PR standpoint. I don't like to hear every other day about how much what's carnival's changing that I, they're taking away things that I don't like. They're charging me for things that I want that I didn't have to pay for before. And uh, sorry, carnival, you're my favorite cruise line. We got we to gotta, we gotta stop the bleeding here with taking stuff away from us. Anyway, let's start the show. Uh, this is a good question, you know, but I, I think it should be answered by Tommy Casabona himself. Wake up, wake up. Live from sunny South Florida, the Wake Up Show with your host, Tommy Casabona. Welcome once again. It's the Wake Up Show. I'm your host, Tommy Casabone. I'm so very happy to have you here with me today. We're going to talk about some cruising. We're going to get some stuff done. It is Thursday, November 3rd, and we're going to hopefully kick off a beautiful, beautiful day. Early weekend. Early weekend. It's early part. It's, it's, it's weekend adjacent. When you have that Thursday, you know, you really know you're kind of through most of the wilderness you know you're almost at that friday and the weekend's almost here now weekends weekdays they don't matter much to me we're we're here we're booking cruises we're uh you know we're we're just trying to do the things we're trying to do the things i'm really excited about the direction that we've started to go with the group cruise and i think it's going to be i think it's only going to get better i am absolutely going to put a video together and hopefully put i guess as much of uh, to a fee- give you a feel of what it's going to be like and kind of just have it be out there. We're going to talk about Norwegian today. We're going to talk about a few things. Uh, let's start off with New Orleans. New Orleans is playing host to the Radiance of the Seas today, and uh, the sun is going to come up there. When you ask, 7.16 a.m. Then we'll take it over to Labadee, Haiti. You know it's a Royal Caribbean ship uh, today. It's the Mariner of the Seas variety, and the sun will come up there at 6.51 a.m. 
A-M. And if we go to the other side of that very island, we're talking about the Dominican Republic and it's La Romana. And, oh, wow, the horizon. Tony and the Lolita Loca, the Loca fam, is over there today at La Romana, 6.36 a.m. They will greet the sun. And then we'll go to St. Kitts, dare I say Nevis as well. Uh, Harmony of the Seas is there, and they will see the sun at 6.10 a.m. And then let's take it back stateside. This is a cruise port. It's a port of call. It's an embarkation port. It's everything. Home of Cocoa Beach Fish Lips, the Grills Cafe, Grills Grills by the Beach, whatever they want to call it. Also, um, Cape Canaveral, the NASA Experience. The Ron John Surf Shop is one of the key attractions at this particular cruise port. And that is Port Canaveral, and they're going to play host to the MSC Maravilla and the Carnival Freedom. Sun will come up there at 7.36 a.m. We want to give a shout out. What we like to do is we like to pay homage to any of the brave vessels and souls on those vessels that are making the trip across the Atlantic Ocean. Tonight, we have two major cruise ships that are making the trip. One of them is from Royal Caribbean, and that's the Jewel of the Seas. Uh, started in Europe. They're experiencing moderate seas right now, but they're headed to Port Canaveral. And then you also have the Celebrity Edge. The Edge ship from uh, Celebrity is headed to Port Canaveral as well. They're kind of neck and neck. They're very, very close to each other. But like we do, if you're just joining this on the Wake Up Show and you're just experiencing this, what we like to do is just give a little bit of a sailor's prayer to anybody who happens to be experiencing the vastness in all directions that is a transatlantic crossing. And that's what these ships these crew members, these officers, these souls on board, and these passengers are all experiencing now. They're surrounded by nothing but water, skies, and stars. So let's extend an always-be-booked sailor's prayer for a safe and enjoyable voyage across the pond. Uh, all right, let's get into some news here. Norwegian Cruise Line, they're doing something different. So I'll tell you this, as a travel agent, I don't know what it is. I don't do the calculations. I'm not an expert. You got your experts out there. You know what I mean? You got your Brian, you got your, you know, your BF out there. You got your uh, you know, uh, Jenny be good out there. You got your your seasoned experts at travel agency, a, a, agent work, travel agent work. I'm getting there. I'm coming up in the game a little bit. I feel way, way better. I used to be afraid when people would say, hey, I want to book with you. Well, yeah, that's the idea. But at the same time, I uh, didn't know the difference between a uh, rate code and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and an emergency code. You know, So now I, I do. I feel better. I feel much better, and I'm ready for bookings. That's why I got Mar- Morgan Freeman because Morgan approached me years ago. He's like, hey, you want me to cut a promo for you? I was like, Morgan, here's the deal. You know, you when you cut a promo for me, they're going to come out of the woodwork. There's going to be all sorts of people that are going to say, hey, you got Morgan Freeman cutting promos for you. So I said, Morgan, why don't you hold off until I get a little more experience to feel a little more comfortable at the keyboard, comfortable where I don't have to literally have my hand held. Because that was the thing. Even when I wasn't great as a travel agent, it was never bad for you guys. Because if there was anything that I did not know, it would just take longer because I would have to call the cruise line and have to have them break it down for me like I'm a five-year-old. 
you know, you make when you make those calls and continue to make those calls, you find yourself over the years having to make those calls less and less. You find out, you learn, dare I say, how to do more stuff on your own. And that's what it was. That's what I did. But here's the thing. Norwegian, for some reason, every time I book something with Norwegian, it feels like the commission is less. It feels like now this is a regular number. It's a black and white number. I can go research this exact number. But whatever I get from Carnival, whatever I get from Royal Caribbean, it always seems like it's a little bit less from Royal Caribbean. But they are stepping up. What they're going to do is pay their travel partners on what is called non-commissionable fares. Do do you know what non-commissionable fares are? It's weird. So let's just say there is the cruise fare is $1,000. The cruise line will just decide... That 250 of that is non-commissionable. I guess maybe it's because of their expenses. You know, a, a more experienced and seasoned travel agent will be able to break that down probably exactly why they take that practice. Uh, let's look it up. Why do... You know, a, little screeching, a little screeching halt early in the show here. Why are there non-commissionable fares for cruise cruises Mm, let's see what does non-commissionable fees mean the most confusing component is non-commissionable fees what does non-com non-commissionable or ncf mean they are called non-commissionable fees because the travel agent is not paid a commission on those fees. So the bottom line is that they are listing part of the cruise fare as non-commissionable fees. The cruise line is able to increase its profit by reducing the amount of commission they pay to travel agents. Several years ago, the Federal Trade Commission required all cruise lines to list all non-commissionable fees is in the price that they advertise. In other words, they are supposed to tell you the entire price for the cruise the purpose of the uh, FTC order was to make sure the customers understood the true cost of their cruise. Unfortunately, non-commissionable fees is not a very consumer-friendly term and has been used by cruise lines to merely bump up their profits. These fees typically include port fees, but can include any other fees the cruise line wants to include, such as administrative fees or uh, services provided while in ports, piloting fees. So basically it's just, yeah, what they say it is. Now some of it's maybe legit. Listen, it's the same thing with gratuities. You either want to pay the gratuities, you want to charge the gratuities, or you want to, like, just just give me my commission, just tell me it's 10% instead of 14 16%. Anyway, Norwegian is making a change. They are going to pay their travel partners on non-commissionable fares for reservations booked outside of the 120-day final payment window. Now, CEO Harry Summer is saying that this is proof of how valuable their commitment, their how they how valuable they perceive the travel agent community to be, and this proves their commitment to that community. Now, This is going to take effect on January 1st of 2023. What does that mean? As we said, it's for cruises that are outside that 120-day final payment window. So it's going to be for cruises that start the booking process January 1st, but they're not going to sail. Those are not going to sail up until, I believe it's May. May 1st and beyond. Uh, Then it says, in order to be eligible... 
agents are going to have to submit a marketing plan. So if you want to get these uh, non-commissionable fair rates commissionable, you have to send in a marketing plan to Norwegian. Now, I think... Norwegian doesn't want my marketing plan. I think my host agency is probably going to send that in, if I'm not mistaken. Host agency is who, you know, because I the cruise lines don't know me. I'm an upstart. You know what I mean? I'm a Johnny Come Lately. I'm a flash in the pan. I'm a I ran out of word. I ran out of uh, euphemisms to use for a rookie. But if anybody wanted to wake up one day and decide they wanted to be a travel agent, they would just knock on the door of Royal Caribbean and say, "Hey, I want to be a travel agent. Give me 16% of everything I sell." And uh, give me a direct line to you where I have to, where I can call you in and take the payment and this and that. It's easier to have a host agency. Now, if you're a real seasoned travel agent, you have all the infrastructure. You have a payment taking uh, operation. You have a direct relationship with the cruise line. They do know you and they have a CLIA and an IATA number and a um, agency credentials that you've built for yourself. You have to have some sort of credibility to be able to deal with the cruise lines. Now, I don't have that, and I don't necessarily plan on getting that. Um, Some people do. Some people go all out, and they make themselves a... So what I got to do is I got to go through a host agency where I pay a fee to them as well as a percentage of my commission. So they get a cut of my cut, and that just is what it is. That just makes sense, but... uh, I think they would be, in this case, the ones that would submit the marketing plan. Because, I mean, is, is, is Norwegian going to take a marketing plan from every single travel agent that is hosted by an agency? I don't know. Um, this is a very special day for Carnival Cruise Line as they take delivery of their newest ship. That's right, the Carnival Celebration. And that's from the Maya Turku shipyard. The drop was made. And the ship is already headed to Southampton to get this party started. When I say party, I do mean party. Because the ship is called the Celebration. As we know, it's a tribute to a vessel from the cruise line's past. Or, I don't know, maybe they just ran out of names. And they're running running them all back, one by one. Because they already used Mardi Gras. And that's a repeat of the 1972 flagship for the cruise line. And this is Celebration. And then upcoming is Jubilee, which was also a ship of the past. All three of those are recycled names. Now, the name also has something to do with this year. It's a very, very special year for the cruise line. Uh, They're celebrating their 50th birthday. So for that reason, Celebration, that kind of is uh, makes it appropriate of a name as well. The first Revenue-generating sailing will be on November 6th out of Southampton, and I will be on her on December 11th. So what is that? Four sailings out? That's definitely going to be a record for me. I have not been on... I'm trying to think. I was on the horizon for the inaugural. Uh, the godfather, Doug Parker, was very gracious, and he got me on that uh, on that inaugural, and that was a great, great, great experience. So that was the newest cruise ship I had ever been on. But as far as the sailing goes, well, it's the same ship, the Carnival Horizon. And I think it was a couple of months in. Just a couple of months in, I was able to sail on Carnival Horizon on, I believe it's its first, because it sailed out of New York first for a while. Then it went to Miami. And I think I was on the first eight-night sailing out of Miami on the Carnival Horizon. This is going to break that record. I think we're going to be within four, three or four sailings of its first sailings 
Uh, so I'm pretty pumped about that. It's got, I think it's three. This might be the, the fourth. Why don't I stop guessing and uh, I'll look it up at some point. I'll, 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 I'll let you know. So I am, uh, I'm excited to see what the celebration is going to be like. I mean, these, these Excel ships are not like nothing Carnival's ever done. Is it a little, you mean you can't compare it to the things Royal Caribbean's doing as far as innovation, as far as technology, as far as taking things to the next level, the wow factor. That's what Royal Caribbean does. Uh, I mean, this icon, do you say, I don't even know how this icon, and I don't say float. You got a lot of people out there. How do these ships float? Well, it's buoyancy. It's called relative. There's a big ocean. Right? You just got to be buoyant. You have to have uh, a lot of uh, porosity to your ship. It's got to be hollow. That's why they call it gross tons. These are not actual tons. They're gross tons. That enables it to be buoyant. But it does look top-heavy to me. It looks like there's a lot on the top of the ship. If you look at all the angles of the superstructure at the aft portion of the ship, it really does look like it gets wider as it goes higher now that's a little bit of an optical illusion i do know that but it's still you know you don't see in that big infinity pool that's suspended in midair you know they talk about that all the time water i mean that's why i was always like they should have an entire aft section of the ship as a pool and then it always explained to me that the water weight would, would, would kind of be a little tough to make that happen. That's why on these bigger ships, a lot of times you don't get the nicest and highest grade of wood and marble and things like that because th- you have to keep it light up there. You want to keep it light so that, you know, you don't get a nice, uh, a nice rogue wave or a headwind or a combination of both. And then, you know, thing might tip over, which, you know, some of these tall ships, like I believe... I think we had issues where it could have happened with the Anthem of the Seas as well as the Breakaway from Norwegian because of the fact that they just, you know, it it gets dicey when you're sailing out of the North Atlantic, the North North Atlantic out of New York in these fall and winter months, it can get a little dicey sometimes. And, you know, if these storms sneak up on you, some of these captains have gotten a lot of heat by going through storms that they shouldn't. And in retrospect, you've heard people say, you know, that was a little bit of a close call. Those winds could have possibly turned that ship over, which is, I mean, come on. Do, do, does anybody does, do you guys have that dream I have that dream I'm hitting, we're hitting a wave head on and then we, we barely make it over the wave and then we don't know if we're going to make it or we're going to tip backwards so we're not sure if what's going to happen but then I wake up before I actually find out if we do who knows <laughs> I can't I, I mean, I just let you in. I let you behind the curtain a little bit right there. Yeah, I do have that dream sometimes. You're on a ship. I'm like, wow, we're on a ship and it's going to tip over? Holy crap. No way. Is it? Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. And then it, it goes really high, like almost like uh, almost like horizontal. The, cat, the wave catches it. And then you don't know. Is it going to make it over? No, I don't think so. But then you wake up. Weirdo, weirdo. Yeah, what do you want me to tell you? All right, let's stay with Southampton Hampton, and give them another shout-out because the Celebrity Edge, it was announced that they're going to be homeporting over that way for the entire 2024 season. This marks the first time an Edge-class ship is going to be in Southampton, and we do have a quote. 
quote, This is truly an exciting moment for us. Having one of our award-winning Edge Series ships from Southampton will offer an experience like no other from the UK, connecting guests to the world around them through the innovative outward-facing design and visionary spaces these celebrated ships are known for. And that was from Lisa Latoff. Perlo, uh, president and CEO of Celebrity Cruises. Uh, Celebrity, she continues, Celebrity Cruises continues to redefine cruising, taking our guests to the world's best places uh, on the world's best places. Now, that's the quote. (laughs) I'm guessing she meant to say ships. But in this article, it says, I repeat, Celebrity Cruises continues to redefine cruising, taking our guests to the world's best places on the world's best places. Maybe that was like a little bit of a pun. They were going for that, you know. Our our the, the, our ships are go so good, they match the destination. So you're going to the best place on the best place. I think it's a little clunky. I would have reworked that if I was the PR department. I think I know what they were getting at. I don't think that was a typo. I think that's real. I think they wanted that to go through. I wouldn't have given I wouldn't given that statement the green light. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have allowed that one. The ship is going to run 13-night sailings from May until November to places like the Norwegian Fjords and the Arctic Circle. So if you'd like to cruise while seeing your own breath, this is the cruise ship for you. But the ship will also cover itineraries in Ibiza, and it will do some Mediterranean runs as well. Uh, Moving over to MSC. Much has been made over the past four and a half years or so in the way of MSC trying to make some big strides in the North American market. Uh, Apparently now we're hearing it's not just North America. They're headed south as well. They're trying to increase their presence in South America in addition to that. So for the 2023 season, uh, the line plans to have a whopping six ships home port in the on the continent of South America. Uh, from Santos, Brazil, you'll have the MSE Fantasia. She will be joined by the Grandiosa and the Periosa, Preziosa, and the Armonia. Oh, the Armonia. That's like the uh, MSC Fantasy class. Uh, the Seaview will spend its days sailing out of Rio de Janeiro, and the fifth ship will be the Larica out of Itai. Atahi and the Musica will sail out of Buenos Aires, Argentina. Yes, yes, I absolutely apologize for those pronunciations. Now, one of two things is going to happen there. The first thing that could happen is, you know what I was trying to say. Atahi, I-T-A-J-I, and you'll know, oh, that's what this moron was trying to say. He just doesn't know how to speak. La the MSC, Larissa. So you hear what I'm saying and you know, or you just don't give a shit whatsoever about this story and you just so you just assume, assume encourage me to move on. And you know what? You're in luck because that's what we're going to do. Itineraries for MSC's 2023 and 2024 South American season will be available for purchase. You can reserve these cabins on December 1st of this year. Now, here's what I want to talk about. And it's a little bit of a sensitive topic because it hits home. And when I say it's home, I mean it's a cruise line that is in our backyard, America's cruise line, the red, white, and blue whale tail. And dare I say, my favorite cruise line. So, Carnival, listen to me. You're about to take a beating, okay? But 
understand. This is what I'm trying to tell you. I'm wondering why I don't get invited to shit. And I do get it. You know what I mean? My my priority is to tell you guys how I really feel. Uh, and that 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 the priority is telling you how I feel above being able to rub elbows with John Heald and, you know, do uh, Susan Duffy, whatever her name is. Uh, I, I don't I, I don't care about that stuff. I want to give you guys information and I want to basically speak to you guys in the most passionate way I can about all these cruise lines. In this case, it's Carnival. As of today, November 3rd, 2022, Carnival is still my favorite overall cruise line. Now, you wouldn't know it because I haven't been on a Carnival ship since, I think, 2018. And I've been on a lot of cruises since then. I am scheduled 38 days to return to Carnival. Not the Carnival that I know and love, but this is Excel Carnival. I'm looking to get back on Conquest Carnival. I'm hoping to do that soon as well. I'm looking at some pricing there, but we'll see. Here's the issue. No matter what Carnival you're talking about, Fantasy Carnival from yesteryear, Mid-Range Carnival, Conquest, Sunrise, Liberty, that type of thing, or XL Carnival, which is New Age Carnival. They are, I don't know, man. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what, I don't know where, where they're getting their, um, listen, so here's the thing. I, I know I'm struggling to say this to you, and I'm just trying to, I guess, say it with as much respect for Carnival as possible, but I can't imagine why they think it would be a good idea from a PR standpoint to take this much away from his, its guests in the last four months or so. Now, if you isolate everything, each of these things, right? I'm going to reel off about 15 of them. If you isolate each one, is it the worst thing in the world? No. Is it feel like, ah, uh, that sucks? Yeah. But at the same time, you sort of do understand, plus the fact that you do give them a little bit of credit. You give them some points for realizing what they just went through as a cruise line, as an industry. We get that. But from a PR standpoint, why are you punching me in the face with 15 to 18 ways in which I am going to have things taken away from me on your cruise line? We're going to go through each one. And I'm guessing. I reeled these off. I didn't look them up. Okay? I remember hearing these stories. And then I did look a couple of them up to just verify that I had it right. But I don't know. There might be more. These are just the ones I remember that I'm going to reel off off the top of my head. Okay? Let's go. Some of them are monetary. Some of them are experience-driven. But all I'm going to say is, Carnival, I love you. And I continue to love you. And you continue to be my favorite cruise line. But even if, you know, these things do make sense financially, you have to take a look and see that when you just do a barrage of just take, 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 it's not a good look. Do, do you guys agree with me? Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. So let's, you know, they did another wave of them today. And it was the ice cream, the main dining room, all that stuff. We'll, we'll go into it now. All right, so they did away with the hairy chest competition, and I think something else on the Lido deck, Some another, another competition, something that was fun, something that you crack up at. Even if you're just sitting up there having a good time, you're not going to get involved, you don't know anybody in it, but these cruise directors, that's why these cruise directors on Carnival shine. They do an amazing job of getting everybody involved on the pool deck, and that day, you know, 
do I do 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 I do I wake up on my day to day walking around wishing that there'd be a hairy chest competition somewhere that I could drive to? <laughs> no. Not at all. But if I'm on a Carnival cruise ship, I've seen them by accident. And if I've ever gone to a hairy chest competition, it's because I stumbled upon it by accident. And then when you do it, what the cruise director does is he just makes it such a comedy routine that he encourages and gets the most out of the inner showman that is inside these just regular passengers that it becomes absolutely hysterical. But it was taken away. They said, no, we're a family cruise cruise line. We're not doing that anymore. They took away the Bon Voyage package, okay? They're going to tell you it's because of the fact that everybody gets rowdy on board. It's a rowdy. Uh, they have to manage people's drinking. You already got a freaking drink package. How about this? How about you let the Bon Voyage package go? You let it happen unless if you get the drink package. If you get the drink package, you're not allowed at the Bon, bon Voyage. How about that? I mean, maybe that's even better than what they did. This one came out today. Uh, these are in no particular order, order, order either. They're going to start charging for a third entree. So you get your first entree, get your second entree. Now you're going to get your third, and you're going to get charged five bucks. So there's a lot of things you could say about that. First and foremost, the argument for it is that who the hell needs three entrees, really? I totally get that. But just the fact that, say, we're going to charge you if you do. I don't like the way that sounds. That's all. I don't think I've ordered three entrees. I don't. You know what? I might have ordered three entrees if I ordered my one entree as an appetizer. Yeah, I've definitely done that. I've said, yo, bring me that as my appetizer and I'll take these two entrees as my entree. Is that a gluttonous uh, move? Maybe. But it's kind of like a calling card, a signature thing with cruising. That's what... People talk about to what why people some people cruise. Hey, yo, when you go on a cruise ship, you could order as much as you want. That's like a selling point. And you're taking that away. Um The argument against it is, you know, what if you do want to share it? What if you do want to try it? What if you are splitting them with other people or this and that? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Then they did throw in there that you can offer or order a half an entree. I've never seen that. I mean, I'll try it next time. But what does that mean? You could order a half an entree, but that won't go towards your third entree? What will that count as? I can get two entrees, right? I want four halves. Can I do that? I want, I want, I want three entrees. So I want two of them. I want four halves. And then give me my third one and I'm willing to pay for it. I mean, just... Well, what are we doing? You make a ton of those dishes. You know how they, it's catering style back there. You know that they're going to have to make 200 of this, 200 of that, 200 of that, and they're just banging out the dishes. And the waiters are coming by or the expos are just distributing them, just banging them out. Bang out a couple more. I mean, are we, re- are we really seeing a lot of waste at the table? I could see at the buffet, but are we really seeing a lot of waste at the table? I don't know. Either way, this is a prime example of something that might even sort of make sense if you're going to nitpick. And you know what? In a world where the cruise lines have to save some money, it might make sense. And if this was the only thing, maybe it's manageable. Remember when room service was free? It's just every single couple years you get a little bit more taken away from you as a cruiser. I know. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm being stingy. 
Maybe I'm being curmudgeonous. You let me know what you think. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Every year, the gratuities go up a little bit. Every year, something gets taken away. Every year, there's a rule change on something. And uh, you got to think. After 10 years, it's just going to be like going to a regular vacation. Everything's going to be a la carte. And is this form of travel going to be what it once was, uh, you know, yesteryear? When the original carnival celebration was out there, well, you paid your money and you got on the ship and you didn't go into your pocket again unless it was for booze. Let me know what you think. All right, changing lobster night to the second second formal night of us cruises that are six or longer. You know you got to be on a cruise that's six nights or longer to be able to get that lobster. Now, they're changing the lobster night and it's going to be formal night number two. Instead of, I'm sorry, number, uh, yeah, formal night number two instead of formal night number one. So normally, formal night is on the second night of the cruise, and that's when they do the lobster. They're changing it to the second formal night because that's what you have on two, on on cruises that are six days or longer. Why are they doing that? Interesting discussion, interesting thought process, and we think we got it figured out. We talked about it in the lounge with a couple of people. Possibly the fact that everybody shows up to the first formal night. Everybody puts their best dressed clothes on. Everybody's still got kind of like a relatively empty stomach from getting on a cruise ship. And when you get your second night as lobster night, you're like, hell yeah, let's go. Let's get this party started. Lobster being a high ticket item, that costs them a little bit of money. So if it's on the second formal night, which is when you're on your way back, chances are maybe you'll blow off the second formal night. A lot of people probably, I would guess, this the second formal night of the cruise is not as popular as the first one. Second of all, you've probably engorged yourself a lot over day one, two, three, and four, and maybe even five, to where you're not as apt to sit there and just shove down food down your throat if you do go to formal night. So it's a little bit of a crafty way. See, that's something I wouldn't mind if, you know, that's not a bad one. It's just the fact that it's also sitting among these other 15. All right, they're shutting down the 24-7 ice cream. They're letting it run from 11 a.m. to midnight. Now, why? That's just awful. That's just a bad look. Yeah, and what I also don't like is when they started doing this a few years ago with um, charging people for room service. They almost shamed you. Like, John Heald back then was like, I don't know whose idea it is to go home to your room and after a night of drinking and carousing, who needs a bunch of buffalo chicken wings to their room? That's not my thing. But if you do, you can have it. But in order to prevent waste, we're going to put a $5 charge on it, which is now $8, $10, $12, whatever it is. You know, room service is an actual fee now when it used to not be. And uh, Christine, Christine Duffy, that's her name, uh, she... Did a little bit of uh, tongue-in-cheek shaming when she announced this as well today. She was like, while while we all know, yeah, that's right. It's a great idea to run out for ice cream at 2 a.m. for breakfast after a night out. We're not going to allow that anymore. We're going to conserve whatever it is. She's basically saying like, I mean, come on. Do you slobs really need to be shoving ice cream down your throat at 2 a.m.? That's what she was saying in the press release. It's it's flat out what she meant. She meant to shame you. Basically taking things away while 
I guess, saying you don't need it anyway. That's for us to judge, Miss uh, Miss Duffy. That's for us to judge. Uh, apparently no more, though. Apparently no more. So I know people that are going to be very, very upset about that. Yes, yes. Um, shout out to Steph in the uh, in the lounge. She said, you know, come on. I loved going after after a night out in the club and having a good time and partying, getting some pizza and following it up with some ice cream, dessert, late night dessert. We loved it. We're everywhere. And I was like, yeah. I mean, what's more American than that? That's what I feel. That's what I think. And that option is no longer available to you. Pizza is going to end at 4 a.m. instead of having it be 24 hours. Again, that's not a big deal. But when it's amongst these other things, it's just a lot that comes at you. A lot of lot of, uh, lot of rules. You guys know there's already a 15-drink maximum limit on alcohol, but that's nothing new. Um, they used to have a uh, small buffet that would run 24-7. You know, if you didn't want pizza, there was maybe a sandwich, hot dogs, burgers, fries, just, you know, just just basically stuff to mop up booze with for free, option for free. So now, if you want, if you drank a lot and you're one of those people who just needs a little bit of, I used to be. Now, I kind of, I don't know why, I guess it was psychological. I used to have to, this was real. My young days, in my young days, I felt as though. And it, and it ended up being true, whether it was psychological or not. It was true. Like if I drank a lot throughout the night and I did not get a nice big meal before I passed out, I was going to wake up and I was going to vomit for the first half of the day. It was just it was just alcohol was just permeated. So I always needed a booze mop. I always needed some food to mop up the booze. If you're one of those people, your only option is to get pizza. And you know what they do with that pizza line. I don't care what anybody says. You're standing in that pizza line and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And they don't. Let's just say they don't encourage you. The pizza is really good. But it's thin crust. Very thin crust. It's not very substantial. So I'm not going to be able to. If I'm wanting a real good mop, I need at least four of those slices. Okay. They're trying to give you two. Yeah, they'll give you four. They'll give you six. They'll roll their eyes, but they'll give you six. But you're going to have to wait because the line is very, very long. So your only option, if you don't want to pay for room service, is to go to the pizza place. And that's going to close it for. So, but uh, yeah, so they took away the small buffet that they did have 24-7. You used to be able to just roll up, grab a hot dog, maybe grab some potato salad, a burger, anything. Just not, no, we're not talking about fine dining. You're just talking about something to mop up the booze. They no longer have that. Uh, they shortened C-Day brunch by an hour so all the c-day brunches that you have uh people love that very very popular they shortened it for an hour there's a smaller window on c-day brunches they used to do this thing where there's a custom birthday dessert cake which i didn't know about so if you had an occasion you came with five or six people and it was somebody's birthday and you told them you wanted a cake to be able to share and cut and kind of celebrate and have a ceremony with they would offer that to you that's no more the candles and the little mini celebration is still available, but you're going to have to order a regular dessert item, and they'll put the candle in the regular dessert item. They took away your cake. Uh, they took away the hanging cards in the staterooms that guests could fill out the night before uh, as far as room service. 
So you would be able to, before you go to bed, fill out these cards, put them outside your door, and the uh, a room service waiter would come by and they would take the order and you could have your room service breakfast ready for you. Now, you can still call it in. They're not telling you you can't have it. You got to pay for it, but you can call it in. But they just, uh, you know what, let's just make it a little bit more difficult for them to get get room service and let's not let them put the cards in. We'll, 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 we'll shut that down for them. That's what happened. They shut down the chocolate extravaganza. Very, very popular on one of the last sea days in the buffet. They'll always have that chocolate fountain. Very, very popular for a really long time. They, uh, they used to do that one day per sailing, but they shut that down. Uh, they shut down the afternoon tea. They used to have afternoon tea, which was very popular. Uh, they used to do that. And then they started telling you about what they're going to do as far as people who get out of line. Uh, the $500 fee that they'll charge you if you are involved in an altercation. They're going to charge you to have you taken off the ship. They're going to charge you to have to pay for the person who is going to have to monitor your door to make sure you don't get back out. It's a lot. It's just a lot. That's all I'm saying is, I don't know. I just reeled off 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 things right there. And I just think that happened in a span of, of, of a couple of months. And I think it's a lot. And I think if you're Carnival, you're the biggest, baddest, best cruise line there is out there. I think you should be showing a better example. I don't know how you guys feel. Let me know. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Uh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I don't want to be, you know, and that was a negative piece right there. That whole carnival thing was a little negative. Carnival, you're my favorite cruise line. I can't wait to find myself on that aft pool deck. I can't wait to get in that piano bar. Now, I am concerned, I will say, uh, the Horizon, dead ship. The Horizon was a dead ship when I was on it. I want to talk to Tony about that. I know Tony doesn't cruise like me. Tony's not necessarily running around chasing and energy at night. He's not. Ch- Tony likes his karaoke. Tony enjoys a nightclub. Tony enjoys a cocktail here and there. But I'm looking for something different. I'm looking for action. I'm looking for people who are ready to kind of, like the kids used to say in, in, in 2015, turn up. You know what I mean? And uh, Carnival mid-range to older ships does that for you every time. The Horizon, like I said, it was a little bit, I mean, it started in that damn atrium with those stupid celestial strings. What are we doing? With this? We've got people in white like it's uh, like we're all sitting on top of a cloud. It's intimidating. Like people don't want to get out of, get out of pocket when, it, when that happens. People are just, oh, lovely, lovely. Oh, this is lovely strings, you know. No, let's get, let's get this party started. Give me my acoustic guy. Let's get some sing-alongs happening and let's do it. Looks like they do. I don't know. I don't know if this is like... Oh, the other thing they took away. There used to be treats for breakfast and lunch. In the Ocean Plaza, on ships that are the age of the Dream Class ships and newer. They have a thing called Ocean Plaza. It's on the promenade deck, and it kind of stretches from side to side, and it extends outside. And there's little things there. You'll have your uh, some bands there. They'll do some karaoke, some trivia, whatever else they're going to do there. But then they'd always have some snacks laying around. Took them out. Took them out. Gone. Oh, and Tony. Tony's video today, Guy's Burger. They took away the watermelon from the... Um, they took away the watermelon from 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 
the the fixins bar on guys burger it was a nice little touch like he said the little things these little nice little touches that they're just taking away i don't know uh, are they like are they just going i said it on the patreon are they going for for walmart of the sea because it's getting worse it's about to be burlington coat factory of the sea to bite my own line from last night uh but we'll see i don't know i don't want to be too pessimistic about it but then yeah you're going to have the antithesis of that on the excel class are they trying to do that are they trying to separate the excel class and maybe the vista class from the rest of the fleet maybe they'll 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 keep it classy on the newer ones they got to give you something they gotta john healed i could tell you right now that's a tough job right now he's got a tough job in front of him i wouldn't want to be that well i probably would he's making a lot of money but uh, that's pretty much it. Carnival, I love you. I think we're going to come out of this. I think you're going to do fine. Oh, and they you know, they know they had to walk back that perk thing. And they took away some perks. I don't even know this story, guys. Give, forgive me. I know they took away some perks for some diamond class or, or some upper class of uh, cruiser. They, they, did, they did away with some of the perks. Uh, they listened to the rich people. They listened to the, uh, to, qu- to quote, uh, to cross cruise lines and quote Tony, the pinnacle Pauls, you know, the diamond Daves. Uh, they've appeased them. They brought back those perks, whatever the hell they were. And, uh, but what about the little guy? What about the stuff? What about the one who's just trying to get something neat before they pass out drunk? You know, work with us, carnival, work with us. We know you will. I feel like this will all balance out. It'll all settle in. Everybody's going to be happy. Maybe this is the wave of cuts that they made that, you know what, it doesn't look good. I agree with what I said at the outset. Does any of this really directly crush my... I don't... For me, no. I don't don't mind. I don't eat ice cream that much at all, if at all. But that's going to piss a lot of people off, the ice cream thing. I don't like the freaking charge for the third entree. Knowing I could order three entrees because I want to try all of them, and that's at least what I want to tell myself, but the reality is I'm going to eat all of them, the whole thing. I'm going to say, I just want to get this, but let me get the shrimp to try. They'll bring it out, no problem, usually. And I'll, oh, I'll have one thing of shrimp. Maybe I'll give everybody the rest. No, I'm eating all the shrimp. I'm eating it all. I'm eating everything. I'm on a cruise. I'm on a cruise. I know a lot of people out there be like, oh, you're a slob. Nobody needs to drink 15 drinks. Nobody needs to eat 15 entrees. Well, maybe once in a while I do. Maybe that's part of I me. Mean, you see people running around these cruise ships. It's not, you're not talking about triathletes here. We're not the triathletes of vacationers. So this is your market. This is your niche. Feed us. Get us loaded. And stop taking things away. Give us our chocolate. Give us our towel animals. Get an extra guy back there making pizza so we don't have to keep a line around the block. Enough, enough, Tommy. I, Carnival, I love you. I cannot wait to sail in you again. Both new ships, both old ships. I love the energy that you bring to the table. I love the cruise directors. I love the steak. I love the F pool. I love the piano bar. I love the comedy. And I love the layout of your damn ships. Nobody puts a nightclub together like you guys. Nobody puts a deck parties. You, 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 you drop the ball at the deck parties. But the Serenity After Dark parties, they're live. They're good. I feel like the Serenity, and I'm okay with that. The Serenity After Dark parties took the place of the um, 
the organicness of the deck party, which the deck party has just become just line dance heaven. Just six, seven, eight, nine line dance songs called a day, go, go somewhere else. That's it. I don't have a problem with line dancing, but you took away my deck parties. But at least you gave me the serenity after dark. I'll take that. You guys are the best. Boat drinks, all cones. We were born before the wind. Also younger than the sun Yeah, the bonnie boat was one As we sail into the mystic oh, I can now hear the sailors cry Smell the sea and feel the sky let your soul and spirit fly into the mystic And where that foghorn blows I will be coming home mm-hmm. And when the foghorn blows I wanna hear it You know I will be coming home Yeah, when that foghorn whistle goes I gotta hear it I don't have to fear it And I wanna rock on gypsy soul Just like way back in the days of old And together we will fool Into the mystic 